Hey guys, how's it going? I just wanted to give a little message before the show starts for you. Uh, we unfortunately got cut off on OBS last night at about the 35 minute mark. So it is a shorter show, cut off abruptly, uh, but we got some really good stuff with Clint from Liberty Lockdown and uh, my co-host Ryan. So we hope you enjoy what we do have going forward. Uh, I'll be recording the live stream that way if it cuts off on OBS the way it did to me last night for the first time in 160 episodes, uh, we will still be able to put out a full show. I apologize. It's embarrassing, uh, but tech problems do happen. So I hope you enjoy the show. I will see you guys on Monday for a new show with Rick Stewart of Iowa. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. I hope everyone is having a wonderful Thursday night. It's almost the weekend. You've almost made it. We're almost there. Uh, guys, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to be back. I, uh, I got all kinds of shit going on. Um, you guys were hanging out with us for the last episode uh, in the new studio, and it was a blast, and I appreciate it. we got a great show for you guys tonight. Of course, lots of stuff going on in the world that I want to talk about today. Uh, definitely Libertarian Party stuff. All that great stuff, but before we get into it, let me introduce my wonderful guest host, Mr. Ryan Kirk. Sir, how are you doing tonight? I am doing good. How is everybody in the chat? Uh, can we get some Yep Cocks? Yep Cocks in the chat. Yep Cocks in the chat. Sir, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I'm stoked, dude. I'm stoked. I, I could turn this music off. It's cool yeah. music, though. It really is. Uh, I keep getting copyright claims on that shit, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> Because YouTube's copyright system is absolutely broken, and it has been for years now. Yo, but here's the thing, though, right? So, like, so like, I, I, I don't understand why I'm getting a copyright claim. I used took it off a free use website. Mm -hmm. It says if you post the website and content creator and all that shit in your your bio or description of the videos, that you won't get a copyright claim. But I, I did that, and I'm still getting copyright claims. I don't understand it, at all. It's probably not the people that created that. It created it that are doing the copyright claim it's probably some third-party jackass so so very very bizarre uh but before we go any further let's uh as per the usual start off with some sponsors we got toplobster.com the man the myth the legend my good friend and partner on break the cycle where you can get this great read mises not mark shirt that you see me wearing tonight by using btc at checkout for a 10 percent discount or you can join the patreon subscribe star or become a member of the youtube channel under all of my youtube videos 
uh, by hitting the join link where you can get into a private Discord server with many of the dope people you see in the uh, live chats. And you can get all the Top Lobster's new gear up to two weeks before it goes to the general public at a 30% discount. Last week, or uh, last show, I said 10% discount again, but it's actually a 30% discount uh, for for new members of the Patreon. And uh, that's one of the perks, uh, Patreon or subscribe starter, even if you're a YouTube channel member. So if you're doing like five bucks a month, helping us support the show. Uh, and as you know, the new goal for the show is to get uh, fly guests out to be in the studio because we have all these great uh, 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 couches and stuff in here that we can put people on and cool scenes. Um, and so you'd be helping us get to that. But if you're doing five bucks a month uh, and you're buying Top Lobster Gear, you're actually saving money on Top Lobster Gear by supporting both of us, which is kind of cool to think about. Um, and of course, executive producers of the show, anthemplanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. And of course, new executive producers of the show, Cole Well, creative content, my good friend Craig Cole Well, who's in the chat tonight. Everyone say hi to Craig. He's in there uh, hanging out with you guys for once. Uh, at Colwell Creative Content, their mission is to increase revenue for their clients through excellent copywriting, social media marketing, and other digital marketing services. Let them help you grow your business together. They're wonderful people. I promise you, you need to check them out today. Colwell Creative Content and see what they can do for you. I'm sure it will take your business much further uh, and you will be going at your target audience, which is something that we need to start doing. I mean, it's not like we go after our target audience or anything very well. You know what I mean? What is our target What audience? is our target audience? I don't know. Shit posters? Yes. <laughs> they're, uh, How they're, do you define a shit poster? Uh, you can't define it. There's, that's yeah. the thing about shit posting. There is no definition of shit posting. It's just whatever you want to post, man. And whoever you want to be. You get to live that way. It's a good, it's a good lifestyle. Um, I am, once again, streaming to YouTube. But also, we are streaming to... Uh, odyssey hopefully twitch twitter and facebook uh so if you guys are on any of those platforms please please let us know in the chat i like to see your chats too there is a multi-stream chat function so i can see you guys chatting uh on any of those platforms on obs i really really appreciate it uh before we get any further into the show i do have to give a birthday shout out to the homie justico mitchell Thank you so much for being a supporter of the show uh, and me and just being an all-around awesome guy. I hope you have the best birthday ever. I think he's like probably my age. I don't know. Maybe he's a little bit know, older Happy than birthday. Me. Yeah, happy, the guy, but say happy birthday to Jessica yeah. Mitchell right now. Yeah, do it or else. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, we may have a special guest in, in, in the virtual world tonight. I'm not sure. Uh, I've, I've, I, I kind of um, – I kind of – RSVP'd earlier, but then uh, nothing since. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, if he doesn't show up, that's all right. We'll still have a good show. But if he does show up, it'll be even a better show. But today I want to talk about uh, physically removing immigrants from Florida. This shit was crazy. So listen. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was such a power move. Dude, not only did they physically remove uh, the immigrants from Florida, DeSantis sent them to Obama's neighborhood, where, yeah. where Obama has a beach house on the island. On an island, of all places. An island, okay. I, I knew it's Martha's Vineyard. I know, I know that's the name. I don't know the nature of it, but I know they're having a meltdown because there's a massive influx of 50 people, and they can't, they I, can't I, support... You say 50, 50, but I, I heard two 
entire plane fulls of people. Was it only 50 people? I, I don't know if it was only 50, but I... I think it's more that, than 50. That's kind of the number I've been seeing. Jamie, pull it up. Let's see. Oh, I just, oh, we don't have a Jamie. So, uh, no, it's, um, it's really funny to me because I, I was reading, you know, the tweets about it. I hadn't seen anything about this at all. And then all of a sudden I started seeing hundreds of tweets about it. Um, and one of the, one of the really fun ones was, uh, the, you know, rules for radicals, Saul okay, Linsky's rules are, for radicals. Yeah, um, we're having issues stream crashing here. No, we're not. Uh, Multiple people in the chat are having an issue with it, and I'm having an issue with it. Oh, really? Yeah. At least on YouTube, it's crashing. Are we having we're having problems on it? Crashed? For, oh, they had to refresh. Well, just refresh the stream if if uh, just just uh, refresh okay. the stream, and then if that if that gets better, let me know. If not, we'll figure it out. It is dropping okay, frames. It, yeah, it looks like it got better here. It got better. Let me know if yeah. it's uh, if the if it's still doing bad. If not, just refresh it. And let me know. Okay, so fifty to Martha's Vineyard, and apparently more delivered to Kamala Harris's <laughs> front door. I love this. Step Look, I love this. It's so, it's such a power move to get them to address what's happening at the border because there's going to be like two million illegal crossings this year, which is which they're just kind of brushing off. Oh, the border's secure, and people on. The southern border are just like drowning and don't really know what to do sure well and here's the thing so i i love this is great dude um saul linsky's rules for radicals it says make your opponents live their principles yes right so i don't know i don't know if DeSantis is just down there reading this book repeatedly over and over again I, but it's such a good strategy and it's such a good standard to hold yourself to you know don't don't say anything you're not willing to back up. Right. Well, and I think I didn't, I didn't know that um, he sent some to Kamala's neighborhood either. I think Kamala lives somewhere around San Francisco where I'm from, which I'm sure it doesn't bother her too much. Having, but mm. but she, she's used to having shit on her front lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the Bay Area. I spent a lot of time in San Francisco. It's a really sad thing, dude, because that place used to be really amazing. Like San Francisco, I, believe me, you know, when I was a kid, like in the early 90s, San Francisco was awesome. We would go and skateboard down the Embarcadero. They always had Vans Warped Tours there. They always had like all these great, the, 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 X, the X Games were there on mm -hmm. the piers. I mean, it was a blast, dude. It was always fun. The, the streets were clean. There was, always, there was always a homeless problem in San Francisco. Yeah. Always. Ever, as long as I can remember, probably way longer than I've been alive, but it's never been what it is now. And, oh, I, and I don't mean just, just like- awful. And I don't just mean like what it is now is in, in terms of home, the homeless either. I'm saying- it, there's it's shit everywhere they have to yeah. they have had to they have, they had have to create, an app that tracks it yeah it's called poo maps but 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 beyond the poo maps thing there's there's a uh they've had to hire 500 new city employees just to clean up poop in the city and it's still it's still not working wild it's really 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 terrible dude mm -hmm. so anyways um san francisco didn't used to be like that like, that's not how it used to be. We are still dropping frames. I see that. So if you guys are having a problem with it, please let me know so I can get it fixed. Um, I, I'm hoping it will. Uh, but but this, is, this is a great tactic, okay? Um, look, you guys want to bring all these people over here to this country, okay? That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Look, I'm not against letting people come into our country. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like a staunch, closed borders kind of guy. I do. I have 
kind of taken this turn where it used to be I was like a totally open borders supporter, 100%, no doubt, let everyone in. Um, and now I kind of am at a point where it's like, dude, there's so much bad out there in the world and shit. Like, and, and, and we are all net taxpayers and we are, you know, this, I, I hate to use the communist argument of like communal property. Right. But I don't want like people camped out on my front lawn or down the street from my house while my kids are walking to school. I mean, I've had to kind of start getting a change in my thinking when it comes to this specific thing. Right. I mean, and, where, where and do you there, stand there, on that? There is kind of an argument of scar <laughs> scarcity of resources. I mean, there's there's a limited amount of housing in the United States as well as some other assets, and we have to be able to reasonably scale that up with the amount of immigration that's coming in. So there there does there does have to be some some sort of check for that. Other otherwise, we're going to have huge <coughs> huge issues with places like San Francisco where there's a large amount of homeless because the supply is outpacing uh, the demand for things like, you know, how, housing would be the big one because we're, we're having issues scaling up housing as is even without extended immigration. Right, so, well, and a, lot, and a lot of that, a lot of the, the, the housing crisis here is, is false, right? I mean, it's created by the government. It's created by zoning uh, commissions. I mean, this is, this is not just like, <clears throat> yeah. sorry, it's not like, it's not like uh, we just don't have any more room to build. Right. No. So and and it's some some of the places that it, it's the worst, like L.A. and New York, they just don't have too much more room to build. Like that's 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 the issue there. But if you look in Austin and you know Des Moines, like there there's plenty of room to build, and they're scaling up immense, just immensely fast. So they're able to keep up with that and housing prices have been relatively stable in comparison to a lot of other places. Do you hate modern wrestling? Wish you could go back to the sex and violence of the 90s? You're not alone. Eric and Tom are going back to 1993 to watch ECW from the beginning to its end. So come get extreme. Just search for Extreme Timeline on any podcast app, and come get extreme. Right, I'm. Uh, we we do have a guest that just joined us. Uh, can you hear me, Clint? Okay, I'm just making sure you can. I I'm I gotta get you. I gotta figure out somehow how to get you on the full screen. I think there's a way to do it, but let me see, let me see. Uh. I don't know, but we got to get your handsome face out to the people. You're, you're on there, but I just want to, I just need to, hold on. We got to get you looking pretty on there, buddy. And I think people can hear you now too. So we got, <laughs> yeah. we got some people. That's watching. impossible. Uh, you, that's, I don't want to hear that. You're, we all know that you're beautiful. Let's make you bigger <laughs> so that people can see you. Eh. Uh, <laughs> inside, inside. There we go. Clint, you uh, can hear me, right? Can you, you can hear yeah, uh, yeah, both okay. of us, right? Nice. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, Clint sounds, from Liberty Lockdown is here. I think they can all hear you, which is awesome, um, and uh, see you and all that good stuff as well. Uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Uh, very 
heartbroken to hear uh, my my soon to be guest Alex Jones saying that he he's anti libertarian. I'm like, shit, is that why he uh, he delayed our his appearance on my show? I hope not. No, no shit. And and I um, it's funny enough. I'm I'm happy that you're here because I wanted to. I, I obviously want to talk about the Alex Jones and Stephen Crowder stuff. I think it's really important that we talk about that character of libertarians and and being like pro bend me over corporation you know and and we're not um anymore at least and i think that that's a character of libertarians past i think that's uh, the fault of the libertarian party in general um and uh and and i don't know yeah. what you, you you have some you definitely have some views on this as far as uh, libertarianism and corporations go i mean what do you what do you think oh yeah i uh, know i have a I have a huge issue with this. Uh, I mean, uh, my my reply online today was, you know, I've basically dedicated the last two years of my show to explicitly condemning the fascistic model that we now languish under. I mean, it's it's quite evident to anyone who's paying attention that this is not a free market, hasn't been a free market for a very long time. And and the biggest businesses that benefit because of their crony relationship to the government are ultimately not our friends. And in fact, many times are explicit enemies. So I don't understand this narrative. I, I understand why, you know, the the old guard LP may be viewed that way as as holding water for big business, even when they're ultimately uh, working with the government to to you know circumvent the Bill of Rights. Uh, I'm not one of them. I, mo- most of the libertarians I run with aren't aren't those people. So uh, I think I think it's just a mistake. I, I do think that there is a fair critique though to be had. Uh, so I'll give Alex and Crowder their due in this regard. That, that libertarians have been historically a little too blind to the ne- nefarious behavior of big business benefiting from its relationship to government. Right. Uh, I hope that I hope that we have successfully changed that narrative coming from you know the the national LP uh, over the past you know year. Uh, but if they don't if they haven't seen it yet, they, I guess it's on us to to do better to make sure that they understand that we we see this threat as seriously as anyone and also we have the actual solution to it as opposed to what the republicans will will present which will be you know an audit uh, a new law uh, some some bullshit that I, you know only tinkers around the edges as opposed to going to the heart of this thing abolishing the federal reserve and and abolishing the cdc abolishing the you know all, all of these entities that need to be gone uh, that's they're not going to offer you that so abolish this is why. all the things all of them yeah all I'm dead serious, dude. I've become so much more like extreme with my positions uh, over the past two years. Uh, there is no glide path here, folks. There is no reform. Like reform will buy us time. It will not buy us a future. I promise you that it right. has to be abolished. Yeah, and I and I agree with you. And you know, I, I get a lot of flack on this uh, from some of my very very right wing friends with the with the police. Right? I mean, I don't think that the police, as it currently stands today, can be reformed. I don't think there's any reforming this. I mean, these police for especially and 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 I'm with you over the last 2 years and I've said it a million times on the show. It took me from let me educate you to get the fuck out of my way or else. I mean, that's really where right. it took me, right? And 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 the police were the police were the the strong arm of the entire regime, the whole COVID regime. They were the ones that went out and beat people's asses in the street for going outside. They're the ones who went out and closed down people's businesses. I mean, these are they, they were the ones that did it. I don't think that that can be reformed. I mean, where do you stand on on that when we're talking about abolishing? I, I'm be totally honest. I, I it's not my priority because ultimately we're we're 
basically dealing with anarcho tyranny right now, where sure. you know cr- criminals don't get the the book thrown at them, and innocent people do. So, I mean, in in that situation, do I want the police to be abolished? I guess, but at the same time, like if you live in a city right now, the last thing you'd want to see is the police be abolished. Uh, the the <laughs> whole problem is that the police aren't doing anything to stop violent criminals, very specifically violent. Does, or, it, does, or theft it, or fraud. does it seem ironic to you at all that it seems to be the people in the big cities that are like, abolish the police, get rid of the police today? And, and I think the the worst of the police is in the big cities. Most of the time when we see usually yeah. the gross abuses of power by the police, it's in the big city. I grew up in a small town of about 6,000 people. There's no big towns in Iowa. Your biggest city is Des Moines, and it's, just, yeah, it's nothing. I, yeah, but <laughs> this is 300,000 people. Sig- significantly different dynamic because the police officers in my small town you went to school with their kids you went to church with them you know if they're if they're abusing power there are going to be major social consequences when it's that small of a dynamic sure. so there right. there's more ability to have checks on that but in the big yeah. city there's that layer of anonymity, which is one of the things that kind of drew me to the big city because, you know, everyone knew who I was in the small town and I wanted to be able to redefine myself. Sure. And Clint, and, uh, you, you can't see Ryan, but he is my Ian Crossland. Uh, and he will, <laughs> yeah, nice. he, he will, he will yeah. be talking about uh, graphene yeah, at some point, I'm sure. Can I interest you in Excellent. some graphene? Good stuff. <laughs> no, that's, that's great, man. Um, I, I love, I love where Ian takes conversations sometimes. Uh, so yeah, and no, and I agree with you too. Uh, like, yes, clearly the the most evil uh, police apparatus exists within the big cities. I mean, uh, as someone who grew up in San Diego, not you know just an hour and a half, two hours away from Los Angeles, I mean the the way we we view the LAPD is basically they are the biggest baddest gang in LA. It's like it's like the Crips, the Bloods, and then the Blues. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the 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 cops there are are fucking the real deal man like they are they, they will beat your ass they will get away with it they'll all they'll all get up on the on the stand and testify to defend one another i mean the brotherhood of of you know the thin blue line in la is notorious and and it was serious man it, like you just don't mess with the police in la yeah no shit and like uh nobody had any any video cameras until Rodney King, right? And then all of a sudden there's video cameras everywhere and you're like, wow, LA cops are really fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah, and all, all the uh, all the black and brown people in LA were like, I've been telling you, man. We've <laughs> been saying for- this for years, dude. I've <laughs> been having it since the 60s, bro. Well, it's funny because I'm from Oakland, right? So so I'm a California you know. boy. And, and we had similar issues, but at the same time, there's whole ass neighborhoods in Oakland that the cops won't go to. They won't even go. If you call them, they're not coming. Absolutely yeah. not. I mean, like well, you're that, talking seven, like seventy seventh issue now. Yeah, like seventy seventh and international. You you don't call the cops there, dude. You have a trap door to get the fuck out of your house and try to run down the street because yeah, uh, they you know they they just uh they don't they're not coming. They don't police those areas. It's just how the, it is. The, this uh, is how I mean. It used to be like a couple blocks they would do that in certain like real rough spots, but now it's like all of San Francisco. The dictates from the DA are. You know, if it's not like I, I, I saw I heard a, a police chief. I don't know if it was Chicago. I think it was Chicago said if there's a shooting and it's not a fatality, we will not investigate further. That Did you hear is, what I just said? That that, that that's, that's crazy. Insane. So basically, if you don't have good aim, you don't go to jail. <laughs> you know, Like, 
what the fuck? And there's a lot of people with bad aim there, buddy. Like, it's, of course, yeah. uh, they're shooting sideways, man. Of course. Uh, sorry, that was a bad joke. Uh, but <laughs> no, it was, <laughs> that was, it was a, a true joke, joke though. <laughs> but but I'm just being honest. Like it, that's that is this is why it's like yes. Do I do I think the police are, are corrupt? Of course. But do I think that that abolishing them when you have uh, an economic collapse, uh, you know, coinciding with the collapse of the state is a good idea? Fuck, I don't know, man. That's that's a pretty uh, scary combination. Yeah, it is. It is, and 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 as libertarians, we've uh, we've we're constantly like, oh, we got to defend our own shit. You know, we we'll we'll never call the police and stuff like that. But it, it, it's it's such a weird, um, it's such a weird situation for me because I've been in both camps of libertarianism, right? Like I I used to be a Lulbert. I mean, when I got out of the military, uh, outside of being an uh, anti-neocon, anti-war uh, activist, sure. because that's what brought me to libertarianism was the anti-war sentiment, right? Yeah. Outside of that, I was still very Lulbert on some things. I was still very conservative, like Republican on some things. Um, and, and, and now I hang with the much more right, libertarians but i also have been in the libertarian party since 2010 so i i had to mix it up with the gary johnson uh democrat libertarians and the regime libertarians i had to mix it up with these people to because back when i was running for chairman of the libertarian party there was no i was an island dude like i was the only one you know what i mean there was like we were starting to kind of gain some steam around the movement in the country but it was for the most part just really boring libertarians that were like oh yeah we just need to you know cut a little bit here and cut a little bit there and i'm like nah dude we need to get rid of all this shit like we need to get all of it out here you know what's funny though is that what you just described sounds like a conservative and and it's funny because these are the regime what we often describe as either blue-pilled or the left-leaning libertarians they're left but they sound like conservatives so like even though we're considered right libertarians we're the actual abolitionists so I think it's it's funny the the labels the left right thing it all gets so skewed um, because ultimately these people just strike me as overly moderate for the desperate times that we find ourselves in. I I want to see extraordinary action. Like right. it's it's incumbent upon us to make our ask be as close to what we actually want to see in the world as possible. Because if we don't if we don't shift that Overton window, they're going to offer us nothing. I mean, it, like we got a Fed audit. In 2011 or 12, I believe it was. And what did it What did it do? It, it showed us that they were doing tens of trillions in secretive bailouts to foreign, uh, both governments as well as as uh, you know hedge funds o- over in Europe. Did it Did it stop it though? No, no. of course not. It, like it, it just basically confirmed what libertarian, like the good libertarians, already knew, but it didn't actually do anything to address the issue. So it's like I don't want fucking audits man i want abolition that's yeah. what i need to see in this world and any any libertarian that's running on anything less than that i just don't i don't know what you're doing at this point like you're you're in end stage of empire and you're asking for like one percent improvements on your on your chains on your body it's like, like no thanks hi kids do you like violence yeah.
Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. Like for me, it's like I, I, I have to think in these terms, okay? We all, most of the people who watch my show know who Lysander Sp- Spooner is, okay? I mean, this guy was from- Never that. heard of him. <laughs> so you <he was> like, <laughs> that's an old inside break the cycle joke, man. Uh, I, uh, no, so I- <laughs> So most most of us know who Lysander Spooner is. Could you imagine Lysander Spooner today looking oh. at the Federal Reserve? Dude. I mean, could you imagine what like like we need to all be Lysander Spooner. I'm I'm with you. And it, can you imagine how badass whatever he write would whatever he wrote would be like <laughs> oh, it would be such fire. I mean, and I think that's where, you know, most of the libertarians that I love, you know, that's where the inspiration comes from. It's it's the the no treason like None of this is is justifiable or excusable or moral, and and we have the moral righteousness in our response to these injustices, and and you know the people that lack that that carry our label of libertarian. I don't I don't understand them, you know, and and I know that uh, you know oftentimes people are critical of those that are are gatekeeping or saying you're not a real libertarian, but honestly, like if you don't if you can't wrap your head around the critique that Alex Jones and and Crowder were giving. Um, well, that's good. That means that you're probably one of the libertarians that that does identify what we're actually up against. Right. Um, but if you're one of the libertarians, it's like, well, yeah, of course, you know, big business is good. Like, then you need you need to do some work. Well, and and the, and that's such a. I mean, you're obviously a little hyperbole here, but that's you know, big business is good. Uh, when they're not com- in cahoots with the the federal <sighs> government. Yeah. Well, what what big business isn't in cahoots with the government? Right. Exactly, and that's and that's where that's where we're at right now, right? We're yeah. we're in we're in a position where it's just about every mercantilism. just about every single one of the big I government work businesses for a big company, and how deep the government's cock is down their throat is absurd because they are in lockstep at all times. If you're a Fortune 500 company, you are basically an arm of the state. Like there, there is almost no exceptions. To, I can't think of a single exception to that. That that wouldn't be a Fortune 500 company that isn't benefiting tremendously because of their relationship to the government. So, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to advocate on behalf of big business. My, my I am staking my my claim on defending small business, a dying breed in this country, and an an exponential exponentially dying breed. You know, one that that has been. Uh, not just crushed because of big business, but crushed because of big business's relationship to government, as well as uh, the global governments deciding, you know, which businesses got to stay stay open. Wait a minute. It's, wait a minute, Clint. Wait a minute. It's a it's a private business, bro. They can do what they want. 
Even well, if the small means... businesses, they can. <laughs> <laughs> even even if that means uh, forcibly injecting you with poison, even if that means taking your job for no reason. I mean, there's there's so many things that they're they're allowed to do because they're business. I I, I keep waiting for the, the the those same libertarians to come and be like, oh yeah, they can come take your house if they want to. They can do anything they want. You know what I mean? It's not just it, it's it's where does it stop? And so like if you keep advocating, and and that's why I totally understand. I totally understand what's going on with with. Uh, you know, Alex Jones and, and let's be honest, Crowder's always been a Republican. I mean, the guy hasn't ever been a real, I mean, he's, he's also a neocon war hawk. Um, yeah, who he, he, that's why describing himself as libertarian, I've followed Crowder for years. He definitely pointed me in the direction of libertarianism because just by him labeling himself like that little L libertarian, I became interested in the ide- ideology and learning what that was actually about. The, the Look, guy I, got, was, I got love for both these guys. I, I'm not even I'm not even being critical of them. Like their their assessment is based off of the old guard LP. I don't blame them for thinking that we have no idea that we're dealing with fascism. It's it's our job to get that message to them. Now now they have an opportunity to get that message to them. They could have on Tom Woods or Dave or myself or Josh or anybody else to anybody, actually clarify yeah. what this record is. But if they don't do that, all right. Well then. That maybe they don't want to know what our actual position well, is. Well, and I think that's my biggest problem with the statements that they made too. I mean, there's you know, there's some there's some things like we're just taking votes away from Trump and this and that and this and that. But you that, know that'll always be an argument. Yeah, but in twenty sixteen, we weren't taking any votes for Trump from Trump because all the votes that were voting for Gary Johnson were the Lulberts, dude. I mean, they weren't the they right. were like anti Trump Lulberts. I mean, that's really what they were. They weren't they weren't us. They weren't the Yeah, you they know, probably I, would have voted for Hillary. I yeah. I didn't vote for Gary Johnson, but I was in college at the time, and I knew several very far-left people that voted for Gary Johnson because they were like, I hate both Hillary and Trump. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. Well, and it, it doesn't surprise me either, you know, because I was actually, I started working with the party in like 2015, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh yeah, libertarians, that's cool. These guys believe what I believe. And then I'd start showing up to the conventions, like state conventions. And I was all, holy shit, dude. Like these people are, they're lost. They're yeah. really lost. I mean, they, they're, they're really they not swept up by a bunch of the, bunch of the propaganda that is almost entirely unavoidable. Well, they're just, they're just not, they're not willing to do the work that needs to be done to roll back the state. I mean, yeah. and that, that, that's, that's the, the sad truth at the end of the day is that, you know, two years ago, five years ago, 95% of the, the National Libertarian Party members were people who would cower under their beds if the state told them to go do it. And then we mm-hmm. saw it in action during COVID for two years, and it was disgusting. It was like you guys have prided yourself on being this freedom-based party of people that are ready to fight a state that's oppressive and in, in everything that it does. And then they said, "Hey, there's a sickness going around. Go hide in your house." And you said, "Yes, sir." There's a there's a one tenth of one percent chance that you might uh, <laughs> perish. So now now you turn over all of your rights. You just shred the bill of rights. I, I'll never forgive these people. I will never forgive the people that were fear mongered into just giving up on all of their fundamental beliefs. I think that they're. Honestly, like I feel for them, I feel sad for them, but at the same time, I find them despicable. Like I can't, I don't, I don't see you as being one of us. I'm just being totally honest. I don't, I don't think that you actually value freedom over security. And if you're that type of person, I don't think you're a libertarian. I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it. I just don't think you are. 
because ultimately your primary driving force should be securing your liberty, not securing your own life. And, and I think that that's the reason we're in the position that we're in is because far too many people ultimately value security over and, and you don't get security. That's the whole fuck part. That's what Ben Franklin told us. Like if you if you value security over freedom, you get neither. Did, did you miss that? Did you miss that in school? I know they don't teach civics anymore, but it's still a, it's still an obvious truth. Right. Um, and we learned that the hard way. Like, again, we learned it really the hard way over the past two years. And now we're dealing with complete economic fucking tumult because of these idiots. And I just I'll never forget anybody involved with it. The people that dictated it, the people that went along with it. Like. Oh, no, I'm right. I'm right there with you, man. Um uh, first off, shout out to Daniel3. Thanks uh, for being a member for 14 months. He said, are we allowed to bully neocons here? What do you say, Clint? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're definitely allowed. If there's one show where you can bully neocons <laughs> in this country right now, it is Break the Cycle. I promise you. Uh, I I am watching all this shit go on in the Libertarian Party currently. There's a lot of drama wrapped around this. And and when and Ryan and I did our, uh, our test stream for the new studio to make sure everything was working and, and going the the correct way. Uh, I, I said, we kind of differed in views on this. Uh, the John McCain tweet from New Hampshire. I, I thought it didn't go far enough. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it very clearly crossed a line. He thought it very clearly crossed a line. Uh, I, I made a video calling uh, New Hampshire a bunch of pussies and telling them that they needed to go further. Uh, and, uh, and it was, you know, and, and I mean it, I, I hate neocons. I don't hate a lot of people. But I, I fucking I hate I don't even know if I would define that tweet as bullying because I was bullied growing up and I think that was more cruel than anything that was ever said or did to me. Oh boy, what you, you did not about? you did not grow a up fucking, in my area. A, a, a meme was more more cruel than anything you ever dealt with physically. So, you need to toughen like, up, sir. Is celebrating death like I, the death of a loved one was had, worse than when kids told me to go home and suck my dad's dick. I had a group of 20 kids push me down into a ravine and start throwing giant ass rocks at me, dude. I would much rather have someone meme something terrible about me than do that again. You know what I'm saying? I, would, Oakland, and I had to learn okay, how to fight Oakland shit. Oakland bullying is, is a different beast than small town bullying, yeah, apparently. This, this, this guy's from Iowa. He's like, yeah, they really bullied me. They used to throw corn at me and shit. That, was, uh, I, that didn't land I, very well. It, it, that didn't yeah, land. It, 